Lose the Cape Podcast, Episode 62. Welcome to the Lose the Cape Podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast, where we interview busy modern moms, talk about real stuff, real life, and pick their brains for tips, tools, and resources uh, to survive the struggle of the daily juggle. Today, uh, I am your host, Alexa Bigwarf, as usual, and today I am introducing you to my co-host, Aubrey Mathis. Hey, hey. <laughs> And we are interviewing Robin Kegerice. So Robin is a life and career coach for working moms. She helps uh, moms make adjustments in their lives, bring order to bring greater balance and fulfillment. Um, her background is in HR. Count. <laughs> her background is in HR consulting and project management, which will you will see as we talk. Helps her very much um, through this entrepreneurial journey of hers. And um, just so everybody knows, we did record this already, except for we didn't record it. So <laughs> if it sounds like uh, we are have inside jokes or already know what that, it's because we do. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I'm on an episode of Groundhog Day. <laughs> right, exactly. Thank ready for round two. Yes, ready. Yes. Let's do it. Thank you, Robin, for being here with us today. And thank you for having me again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Good to meet you. Again. Yes. Great to meet you again. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about yourself, your life, your kids, your family, your work, whatever you want to share. Absolutely. So I am in Raleigh, outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. I have two daughters, ages almost four and almost seven, and a husband of nine years, a little bit over nine years. And let's see, I'm originally from Michigan and I'm really loving North Carolina, had the opportunity to move here for work and pretty much jumped on it and then have decided I'm never return. I would like to not live in Michigan again. Um, and I do my uh, business for career and life coaching for moms. And then I am also still working part-time in HR consulting. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I've recently um, started to find hobbies again and uh, <laughs> that involve like some things for myself. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's been fun. Um, but yeah, I don't really, it's like when people ask you as a mom, it's like, Oh, what do you like? What do you do? Like, what are you interested in? I was like, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait a minute. You, you mean there's a me? There's oh. a me. <laughs> I'm not just or when somebody mom. says your name, it's like, yeah. Aubrey, who's Aubrey? Like, right. Oh, you know, I'm Emma's mom or Ruby's mom or Robert's wife. Like, Aubrey, that's, that's me. Yes. Right. I remember her. <laughs> I had an identity before all of these other parts of my life. Yes. That's exactly right. So how did you wind up um, going into entrepreneurship and building your business? Yes. So I would say I've always had an entrepreneurial bug, even though I never, I never really came to terms with that until a year ago when I started my business. Um, so my dad is very um, entrepreneurial himself, and 
um, but yet also balances that with a lot of practical business expertise. Um, so like we've always had these like wild hair ideas, like we've talked through together like business ideas and whatnot. So um, I've always had that kind of instilled in me and I think embedded in me growing up, but um, it wasn't until a year ago, as I mentioned, and that was really sparked from um, being able to create my own like flexible part-time arrangement within my consulting um, job that it really all started to click. And I had almost this like moment of looking back at all of my life experiences and like, it's just kind of like, oh my gosh, like all of this has led up to this point in my life to start a business. Um, having it, having time in direct sales, like all of the experiences I gained with that, even joining a consulting firm because that was close to being an entrepreneur, um, but with the security of, you know, being a part of a firm where there was already infrastructure. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like I admitted it to myself, you know, a year ago, I was like, okay, this is, this is who I'm made to be. And um, seeing and connecting with other entrepreneurs also really validated that for me. Cause I was like, oh, I found my people and this is who I am and that's okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, this is a good thing. Um, so yeah, it's been a process of kind of discovery and recovery and all of that good stuff. You say that you help moms make adjustments in their lives to help them bring peace or balance and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear an example of what kind of adjustments a mom might make mm -hmm. and how she could go about doing that. Yes. And that is a great question. And um, one of the things I'll emphasize is, you know, when I, when I talk about balance, um, I really emphasize that it, it, that is very specific to an individual. Like what does that actually mean to them? So um, I don't have, I don't personally believe in like some, you know, perfect sense of balance when everything is just going to go perfectly and, you know, smoothly. Um, but so, so how I approach it is to figure out, okay, well, what does that actually mean to you? You know, like, does that mean when you're talking about the equation of work and family life, you know, kind of what does that sense of balance look like? Um, and some of the things that we'll work on together, like that we'll, we'll um, emphasize would be maybe you want to adjust your schedule, right? So schedule is definitely one of those things. It's a very practical change that you can make. So uh, reducing your hours or working from home one day a week, if you don't currently have that type of a setup um, or maybe switching a career path altogether, you know, going to completely part-time um, or a career that just has more flexibility with it. Um, uh, and then some of the home management type of things. So the day-to-day, -day, like how can you try to stay ahead um, of some of keeping up with the house stuff while you're also a work, working mom. So um, finding out how to put in some, some structures and systems in place to make your life easier. Does that help? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes, so sorry. Much. I'm trying to unmute myself. I'm over here eating. Okay. <laughs> and thank yeah. you for not even, uh, not even, I, I'm watching your facial expressions to see if anybody notices that I'm mowing down over here. No, yes. not at all. Pretty discreet there. <laughs> so, okay. So you must have some, some good tips, tools, and resources then for people who are trying to balance mm -hmm. everything out. So 
I want to know what the biggest struggles are in your daily juggle and then um, ways or, or things that you do to make life easier as a working mom. Yes. Um, so two of the daily struggles that um, I've improved on that are still daily struggles. One is the dinner dilemma. So, you know, what's for dinner, both in terms of planning it, uh, figuring out what it's going to be, and then the execution, like getting dinner on the table and having the children eat it. Um, so <laughs> uh, that used to be pretty horrible, actually. Um, you know, <laughs> when I was at the peak of the, the, the craziness at work, it would um, be a lot of a lot of on the go kind of food, um, fast food, mm. or just dining out. So very, very reactive. And um, over the last, probably close to a year, like definitely putting in meal planning. I've got a fun little um, chalkboard that's like my thing that I update every week. And it's like, okay, we are ready for the week now because I have put the meals on the chalkboard and we are ready. <laughs> like we may enter we're into the eat. <laughs> yeah, everyone's eating and it's great because now we're all like programmed to, or well, the little ones, not so much, the kids, not so much, but like my husband and I were like, okay, what's for dinner now? You know, mm -hmm. like, we'll just look up at there and we don't have to think about it. It, just, it like has saved us so much brain power and money throughout the week. Um, and my husband cooks, which is nice. a bonus. Um, so meal planning, and dinner, like the day dinner dilemma, constantly like evolving with that, but making strides. Um, and then like morning, getting, getting out the door, like um, getting the kids off to school when I do go into the office, like how to get all of that going. Um, so we've really been, I've, I've started doing the miracle morning um, by Hal Elrod uh -huh. and I am not a morning person. Like I am, <laughs> I am an, like a night owl by nature. Um, but became a morning person like by necessity. Yeah. You kind of have to with small yeah, kids. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and it, I found that I was just like such a happier, nicer person <laughs> to everyone around me. If I had my own like quiet moment before everything happened, mm -hmm. like I get myself like, okay, I'm ready now. Let's do this. Um, so that, you know, we've made a lot of progress in terms of like, it's, it's still chaotic because mornings are going to be chaotic, but yeah. I feel like I'm ready for the chaos. Um, I'm like more, more prepared for it. And then I do a lot of things, getting things set and ready for the night before yeah. so that we're just kind of we're in the groove. Yeah. It's amazing how simple things the night before can make such a big difference. Like even just putting the stuff that doesn't have to be refrigerated in my kid's lunchbox. Oh yeah. That all I'm doing in the morning is making their sandwich or whatever makes such a big difference. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. And getting up earlier does too. For a while there, I was sleeping in as late as I possibly could. <laughs> and I've started, I'm, I, I'm, I have to start gradually because I love to sleep, but um, <laughs> I've started trying to get up by six now so that I have an hour just to do whatever. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It just yeah. something that quiet time. Yes. But, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I want to throw in a plug for um, Sam Rogers at um, Eating Clean, Cooking Dirty while we're talking about uh, meal prepping because I've been doing her um, her meal prepping, meal planning and prepping, and I am just in love with it. I don't stress about food anymore. Uh, we know what we're eating, and when we're eating, we're eating so much better food. I'm not making spaghetti every other night. It's fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, me too, and I, I use her meal plans. I do her... 80, 20, because I need to have a little, I need that 20% yes. of, of cheating. Yes. We're not there yet to do the full, fully clean. Um, but that has been life changing, like to, to actually have, um, you know, someone else that's been, that's put a lot of the thought and planning into yes. it who is really good at that Yes. Um, to then I just go, all right, let me execute this and, and, and blocking that time off, you know, yes. we do it on Sundays. We'll do our, our meal prep day. It will be on Sunday. And then the rest of the week, it's, it's so much better. Like to things are mostly ready, you know, then you're, it's, yeah. You know, and her program is special because I've tried meal planning before and it was just an utter failure for me. And I, I love how she has it set up so that you not only get your grocery list and all of your um, meals for the week, but she makes some recipes that are specific for lunch. So I've got my lunch for four or five days already made as well. And just the fact that the step-by-step instructions on preparation and how to get it ready and what to do, I mean, that makes... For somebody like me who literally has to have her hand held through meal planning, it's been it's been super fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I still struggle with that, so I'm definitely gonna have to look into that. But y'all, I have a like I'm married to a John Wayne type cowboy, so if it's not like Stike and Titers, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like that's some woo woo food. No, it's just asparagus. I promise you, it's not woo woo food. <laughs> I am not trying to poison you with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's voodoo so concoction over here. Yeah, so the struggle is like beyond just me not being a good prepper. I mean, I made salsa and I thought I was winning at life. Like, yes, hey, fresh. Yes, <laughs> homemade salsa. Yes, and I mean, in Texas, I mean, you guys must eat uh, like a jar of salsa a day, right? <laughs> yes, because we, yes, like, no lie, we eat it on everything thing was it spicy like how spicy i i do not like mine spicy so i leave the jalapenos out like i just like i like more like the pico the tomato and cilantro with lime um but i'll put in some spice every once in a while but yeah it's a staple around Mm. here i i think i'm gonna need some chips and salsa after this yeah (laughs) oh and guacamole too i mean you have to have yes some guacamole yeah we just went um the other week my husband and i were a date night to this new what wasn't new was new to us um authentic mexican restaurant uh in the area and it was amazing like the food was just so fresh and flavorful and the margaritas like I I tend to um not I can only have like one because of the sourness of it and so I told the waiter that I was like no I'm gonna skip I'm not gonna do it he's like well we actually make our own sour like it's homemade sour mix whatever not mix um I was like and he, he just had this whole spiel about how it was really amazing and I was like okay you've convinced me I'll have it um and it really was amazing and it was like top shelf tequila yeah too. oh nice I, I and back in my college days 
had a lot of that and was able to have more of it. Like in my adult years, I was like, no, I have to <laughs> yeah, anyway, let's, let's so, not talk. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna get that, right? Let's not yeah. talk about alcohol because I haven't had any in two and a half weeks since I've been on party. Oh, so I'm like yeah. salivating over the, oh, <laughs> over the oh, you're doing are you doing the whole 30? I am, yeah. Ooh. And again, it's through Sam's um, yes. Clean Cooking Dirty, and it's been amazing. It's been so great. I, I, have you felt different? Oh my gosh, Robin, I've lost 11 pounds in oh two gosh. weeks. Um, I have lupus, so I deal a lot with um, inf- inflammation in my joints and everything. I can feel all my joints again, like there's no fluid all around them. And oh. my mind, no, don't use this morning as a, as a, great, <laughs> a great gauge of it, but I, I, I can think again. My mind is oh. more clear. I mean, I have energy. It's yes, I do notice. I think that. you're going to stick to that. Probably not a hundred percent because it is so restrictive. Yeah. Um, like I'm getting my wine back on <laughs> and I'm actually only doing the whole 24 because I'm going to San Diego next week. Oh, yeah. retreat. So I, Sam tried to convince us to go ahead and pull through it, but I'm like, mm. but in terms of eating, um, I think I can continue eating fairly yeah. clean. I don't even really miss the bad stuff to be honest. And largely because Sam has, has provided us such amazing recipes and meals and I'm, I'm full, I'm content, I'm losing weight. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I am not one of those people who can just easily lose weight. Like I'd be one of those people that would exercise for an hour. You watch mm-hmm. this is us, right? Oh yeah. Have you seen the episode where she goes to weigh in and she's dieting yes. and exercising and she's like, run down. Right. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh-huh. I'm like, that's me. Like I starve myself and, you know, do all these things that are supposed to make you lose weight. And I get on the scale and I'm like, I'm sure I'm down five pounds. And it's like, you're down 0.4. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> to lose well, 11 pounds. In that's time. awesome. Yeah. Well, so a couple of years ago, I, I did, um, pay, I went on a paleo uh-huh. diet, which I think there's a lot of similarities. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt amazing. Like yeah. I, I really did. And I don't, at the time I wasn't really, um, looking at the, at the scale. Um, but I was just trying, like I, my habits weren't so healthy. And so that was the main reason for it. And, I was like, darn it. I actually do feel so much better yes. you know, without my cheese and my wine and my bread. Um, but, and I, I have some autoimmune things myself and my rheumatologist has wanted me to change my diet mm-hmm. and I just haven't <laughs> done that. So I wonder if I've, how much better you know, I might feel. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I actually, I went to, I also have um, Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid disease. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to see my endocrinologist for that. And my, interestingly, my rheumatologist never talks to me about my weight, which disturbs me because I got to a really, really, really ugly number. And you'd think any health physician will be like, look, this isn't healthy. But my endocrinologist, he is this old Chinese man, and he's the sweetest thing on the face of the earth, and he does not know how to not just say what he's thinking. And I was telling him, I was like, I don't feel good. I have no energy. And he looks at me, and he was like, well, duh, you need to lose 75 pounds. (laughs) He was like, you'd feel a lot better if you'd lose. Yeah. 75 pounds is probably too much. I've never been that small of a number it wouldn't I don't think mm-hmm. it would but his point was well taken right right <laughs> hey I hear you yeah but, my mom has Hashimoto's really uh, yeah and like we all we have like these weird 
autoimmune bugs. Like, yes. Well, they're, they are family. I mean, yep. we, we have thyroid disease and lupus and my family yep. and, and RA actually. Yep. So. Me too. Yeah, but you know what? This is totally off topic for our conversation, yeah. but it's interesting. I really do believe that a large part of the autoimmune diseases come from leaky gut, unhealthy gut, and from the um, from all of the preservatives and the garbage that's in our food. Mm-hmm. Because just the results I've seen in two weeks from eliminating all of that stuff in terms of my pain level and my flare level. Right. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing when you actually can noticeably feel different. Yeah. I mean, then, and then when you've gotten to that point, then it makes the other alternative, uh, you know, the other diet just not seem appealing anymore. Exactly. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it stops tasting good too yeah. after a yes. while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you get past that craving. Like, yes. Yeah. Because I gave up sodas when I was pregnant with my girls, and I don't, like, to this day, if I have a sip of Dr. Pepper, it's so sweet, mm-hmm. it makes me sick. And I'm probably the only person in Texas who does not drink sweet tea, yeah. oh, because yeah. it's just too, uh, it's too it's sweet. too sweet, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Do you, yeah. Go, ahead. go ahead. I just drink water, like, oh. and coffee. But I'll go in kicks where I'll try to, like, have some self-control coffee. and not drink coffee, <laughs> and I don't know that I'll... <laughs> oh gosh right that's what yeah. threw everything off before we jumped on our yes our first around y'all coffee enemas are a thing <laughs> not a thing i personally know about but they're a thing oh yes 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 we were hash- rehashing a, a previous uh interview where yes if you listen to Sinead Dunn's um podcast the other day you'll know exactly what we're talking about coffee enema yeah okay well right. yeah I don't even know where we are where are we I don't we know. were talking about meal planning and then we were talking about like get how that was you know we we're getting ourselves healthy um yeah. so but I don't know where we want to go next. <laughs> well, let's go for um, favorite tips for having enough energy to survive the day. Oh, I don't know that we talked about that last time. Um, <laughs> you're, you're catching me off guard here. Um, well, okay. You're not allowed to use coffee enema. I was just about to say that. I was like, but coffee can't be one of them. <laughs> Um, let's see more, getting more energy through the day. Um, let's see for me, it's been, I think I talked, I talked about how I've been getting up in the morning. Um, but that also requires me to make myself go to bed at a, like a decent time at night. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, what I've done, actually, I, I have a book, um, that really affected me and brought me back to, a degree of sanity um, as a working mom. And that is called Comfort Secrets for Busy Women, mm-hmm. Finding Your Way When Your Life is Overflowing. And that's by Jennifer Loudon. And basically, this whole book is, it's, um, it has a character called the Comfort Queen in it. And it kind of is talking about Jennifer's story and this comfort queen is helping her like figure out like, what does she really need? And like keeping herself, taking care of herself. Um, so I actually have used a lot of that in terms of getting my top, my energy levels back. And, I, and it's been surprising how much it's 
come as a result of looking within, like instead of going to any like outside resources, but like coming back and like trying to center. Um, so it's things like really focusing on, okay, what's actually, what actually has to get done today? You know, like what's really important and letting go of what's not. Um, and being okay with th that and realizing that it's never going to all get done. Yeah. So if I can give myself that grace and, and realize that, um, yeah, and I, there's something about like turning 35, um, last year that just made me like calm down in some ways. Like just, <laughs> it was really strange. I was kind of like, yeah, that's not important. And right. I, I don't know. So I guess there's the beauty in getting older. Um, and, Help, that helps you kind of keep things in perspective yeah. um, and prioritize. So a lot of it's asking myself like, well, okay, well, what re really matters? What's really important? Um, and then making sure I'm taking care of myself because, you know, coming back to that book on the comfort secrets, um, I was at a point where I was totally burned out, like career-wise, schedule-wise, parenting-wise, like everything was just, oh, it was too much. Um, and I realized I had to start with myself. I had to take care of myself because nobody else was going to do that for me. It didn't mean that, you know, people didn't love me and care for right. me, but there were certain things I had to do for myself first, you know, it's the whole, what is it? Put your own oxygen mask yeah. on, you know, yes. assisting others. Um, and so I think for anyone who's feeling that it's find a way to you know, find a, a way to do something that energizes you because it's so personal, like what that actually looks like. Maybe it's taking a walk. Maybe it's, you know, going, I don't know what, what it might be, um, getting together with your friends, like whatever, watching your favorite show, like finding some way that even when you're overwhelmed and you feel like there's too much going on that you need to get done, take, find a way to take care of yourself. And then that will actually like boost your energy. Absolutely. That's what, I, that's what I got to say. And I feel really passionately about that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I really think it's important. Um, I'm glad that I have come into contact with other women through, mostly through the boss mom community, really, who are embracing this idea that it is okay to put yourself first. It is okay to work. It is okay to give yes. yourself permission to be yourself. Because I tell you what, in those first few years where everyone, and I say everyone is in the people that are closest to me actually, uh, was really giving me a hard time about spending time writing a book or doing this or launching a course or whatever, doing my podcast, whatever, um, instead of being present with my children all the time. And it took a couple years before I realized it doesn't matter. I'm never going to be that person who is 100% present with her children. Mm -hmm. But I can show them that I can still love them and, you know, do things with them from time to time. But my, my, me, I am more. And it's, I mean, really, really only until maybe this year that I realized it's okay. It's okay if other yes. people think I'm selfish. It's okay. Because yes. I'm happy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. always mantra in my head, do they pay my bills? Do Ooh. they pay my bills? You know, right. you know, and yeah, I think it comes with age because I used to yeah. I used to care and now I'm like, you know what? Would they care? Do they are they sitting at home caring? Like, oh, Aubrey doesn't approve of the way I mother. Right. I know. <laughs> you know? Right. So yeah, well, it, but it's hard for women to let that go. Yes, it, is. it is. And that's actually part of my mission as well is to help moms 
get past the guilt, mm-hmm. like that whole mom guilt. Like yeah. it is, it is actually something that every mom that I've ever met has struggled with, uh, if, if not is still struggling with it. Um, and I, I think it doesn't serve us well. And if we can work through it, then we can find like how we invest that energy and time can be used in like so much better ways. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what's really interesting is that, well, I don't, I don't know. I know a lot of my friends um, when I was growing up, they had stay at home moms. So I can't really compare what their life was like, but my mom was working full time. Plus she was getting her uh, doctorate. And I mean, she wasn't there a lot. And I, so I don't know where this guilt comes from of feeling like I have to be on the ground playing Barbie dolls with my daughter or I'm right. not a good mom. I'm right. like, where does that even come from? Yes. I don't it's, know. You know, maybe it's, it's our social media world yeah. I mean, because my mom would have never, ever thought that telling us to go outside and play while she cleaned the house would be an issue. Like right. why wasn't she out there with us? Right. You know, and now right. we question, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't take fruit to the school function. Mm. I took right. little Debbie cookies. I'm going to be so judged. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, there's totally, totally certain like societal expectations and then what you do see on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think we put a lot of it on ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a good, a neighbor and a close friend of mine the other day, we were talking about it. We were talking about this whole mom guilt thing. And we were like, she said, maybe it's just a figment of our imagination. (laughs) Love it. And then, because it was because she had actually, I will not call her name out or anything, but she had talked about um, having snuck away one night, like up to the, the second floor and watching an episode of This Is Us <laughs> during like there was just all the commotion, like evening time commotion going on. And like nobody noticed, like she was gone for 45 minutes. And she was like, This is amazing. Like I'm eating Doritos and I'm watching yeah. this show. And, <laughs> And she was like, and then I like, why I didn't, why should I feel guilty? You know? Right. So I think there is an element of like, you have to process through it and be like, am I like harming someone? You know, right. like guilt is if you is, you should have a guilty, a, a dealing of guilt. If you have like committed a crime, like right you know, and actually committed an offense. <laughs> it's like, right. Wait, no, that says, this is not, a, this is not a crime. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you raise good humans, it really doesn't yeah. matter how you do, how you, what your process looks like. Just right. make, make good humans. That's exactly. right. That's all we're asking. And I mean, yeah. I, I love my children. I hug them. I tell them yeah. I love them every day. I do my best to be at their performances and their sporting events and things like that. But you know what? I'm going to San Diego on Tuesday for five days by myself and I don't feel the tiniest <laughs> bit of guilt about yeah. it. Yes, raise the yeah. roof on that one. Yeah. yeah. So I um I'll have to just two things while, that make on this topic that um resonate that made or that made me think about. Um one I did a last summer what I called a summer slowdown experiment. Mm-hmm. Um and this was my experiment of being um, uh, not working as much and having my kids with me more. Um, and I was like, all right, we're doing this for, you know, I forget eight weeks, maybe we had, and, um, I had two days of work and the rest of the time we were together and we had a lot of really great times. Like we, we get to the museum, we went to the pool a lot. 
Um, but I learned a lot also through that experiment, which was had a lot to do with my acceptance of, hey, this is this is what I'm doing, and this is what I this is what works for me. Um, and it was I want to work like that is a part of who I am, and there are certain abilities and gifts that I have and things that are on my heart that like, that's, that's just part of who I am. And that's good. It's a good thing. And it's not right or wrong compared to someone else. Like every person's is their own choice, but you have to like, I was just really freeing to accept that and go, well, that was a really nice experiment. Now get back to school. (laughs) Exactly. I have the same struggle and it's really difficult for me to unplug from And we go, my parent, my in-laws live in upstate New York in the middle of absolutely nowhere in the Adirondacks and it's gorgeous. And we usually go up there for a week in the summer. And that is the only time I feel like I am actually able to unplug completely Mm -hmm. because up until like two years ago, they didn't even have internet service or cell phone service or anything. So we went up there and it was like, turn it all off, go to the lake, go golfing, do whatever. But you know. Um, but even over Christmas break this year, I, I struggled with it and I actually did take some, okay. I didn't exactly take downtime because I was still working, but I took time off from client work and took the time to work on my own projects and to try to catch up some of the things that were, um, published another book and those kinds of things. But it, like, I just can't see myself ever being like, oh, for the next six days, I'm just going to completely ignore my business. And I'm like, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, just, yeah. I just can't. I hear you. Well, and it's, um, you know, financially, I don't think very smart either. No, <laughs> I mean, well, when you're self-employed, you know, I mean, not I yeah. particularly like that when you're like, oh, I know you've got a book launch coming up, but I'm just going to work on it in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Cool. no. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's we're teaching our children good work ethic and how mm-hmm. to survive, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't play every day as much as we'd want to. You, well, right, you can't. right, you do absolutely. I think um, our children seeing us work is healthy, and seeing that we have passions of our of our own, you know, that we love them dearly, but that we also they're we're multifaceted, you know, as as yeah. people. So So with all of this stuff going on with your business and your kids and all of that kind of stuff, do you find the time to get me time? Yes, I do. Um, I have made that a priority um, because for many years I did not um, and told my husband that I am going to do that. And he, he's all, he realized, he sees the benefits of having me having me time Um, and yeah, so the way that looks for me right now is really a mix of like time with my girlfriends that are here locally. Um, and then time by myself, like whether I'll go out for a nature walk or watch this is us. We did mention that earlier. I believe, um, that's my show since there's no more parenthood. Um, which is sad, but, uh, (laughs) but it's been a, it's been a good replacement. Yeah. It's been a good replacement for me. Um, and then I'll spend time like journaling, you know, writing, creating, you know, that type of thing. So I do, I I would say it's almost every day that I'll do something. If you count my morning like routine, cause that involves journaling. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's important. So I, I've made sure to have it. Um, and I, it's, yeah, I think it's uh, a mix of my own 
just me time by myself and then time with my girlfriends. Yeah. I, I need to get back to journaling. I miss it. I miss mm-hmm. it. I feel like I don't spend enough time writing with my hand anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, and actually on that note, um, so I have two things by hand, like I do journaling. I have the, I use the, um, write the word journal mm-hmm. from, uh, Laura Casey, um, which is great. Like it's just every day there's like a scripture passage and then you just like write and then there's a whole page, just a journal, like whatever's on your mind. Um, and then I, because of the whole like digital age, I went totally analog and <laughs> started my version, my imperfect version of a bullet journal. Uh-huh. Um, you know, not the Pinterest version, but like my own little, yeah, it's super like rudimentary and simple, <laughs> but it works, you yeah. know, and I was like, okay, let it's, you know, it works for me. So there is something and there's studies about like how actually writing, you know, connects things in your, in your brain, mm-hmm. makes things work. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't, I can't sit down at the computer and t- type a blog or anything but I can ride it in the car, in the car line, you know, I'm yeah. like, that's me. I, I'm not, if I have to sit down and think about it to type it, it does not process at all. Yeah. It doesn't work. I agree. I have the same struggle. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, I tell you what, second time around was, way yeah. I mean, we did great the first time, but this was amazing. <laughs> right. I feel <laughs> like I know you now. <laughs> We talked about different things and we got to we go did. deeper yeah. on different things. Yeah, that was great. Well, before we um, say goodbye, please make sure everybody knows where to find you. Absolutely. So my website is sheworksheartily.com. And that's also my um, handle on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then you can find me on Facebook um, under Robin Kegerice as well as um, Robin Kegerice under LinkedIn. So those are the places where I am currently showing up. Um, I have to kind of keep it reined in in terms of social media right now. (laughs) Otherwise, I would be stretched too thin. But those are the best ways to connect with me. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed this twice. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) All right. And it looks like we were recording. So yes. (laughs) All good. All right. Have a great day. Good to chat with you both. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the show today. You can find all of the show notes and information about our sponsor, Write, Publish, Sell at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 62. Have a great day.